Hi, I'm Tim Zacharias with Cougar USA and your host of Building Value. My guest today is Jose Hernandez, account manager with GSH at the new Marathon headquarters and vice president of the Houston chapter of ACOE. Jose, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, literally looking forward to this one. Always great talking with Jose. We're going to be talking about on this episode the role of the stationary engineer and chief engineer and how that's changing with the move from older to newer buildings with the technology and how ACOE can help the engineering community. On Building Value, we go behind the scenes of building operations to showcase the people and products that make buildings work and the value they bring to the community. So can you tell me about where you grew up? Man, uh, born and raised in Kansas, um, up north, small town. I think when I graduated, it was 35,000 population, okay. so very, one high school. Yep. Um, why I landed in Kansas, have no idea. Um, first generation in the States, because everyone else, Mexico, and for other reason, they landed in Kansas. I, I mean, I know the story, but I don't think we have that much time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, after college, just there was really nothing there. It's either a policeman, a lawyer, or a doctor is where you're going to make your good money there. If gotcha. you're not doing any of those three, you, there's, there's no point of being there. Not a lot of tall buildings there, huh? So no buildings at all. <laughs> not, not in the little town that I'm from because Kansas City is the biggest city there, and we're about hour, 45 minutes away from Kansas City. Okay. Uh, so I had family that lived here in Houston and when my second year of college, he was like, Hey man, you need to come down and visit us in Houston. You know, this, I'm a building engineer and I'm like, building engineer, what the heck is that? Yeah. I never heard of, of course we didn't have engineers back home. Right. And so he's telling me he's opening doors for clients and this and that. So I'm just thinking he's a bellboy or something. Right. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to come over there and open up doors for people. You're crazy. And he goes, yeah, elevators, you let people get in, let them go up. I'm like, yeah, no. So I'll come over and visit. But that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, left Kansas, come over here to visit. And uh, it was over a holiday weekend, I remember, back in 99. And that visit turned into a two-week stay. It was just supposed to be the weekend. You know, went out to a couple of nightclubs and whatnot and um, just opened up my eyes of what the potential was of where I came from, where you knew everybody to come into a big, large city yep. and like, whoa, there's, you know, look at the options. You know, not just for, you know, people purposes, but just the the broad range of how big this dang city was. Yep. I was just, I was like, wow. And so he worked at a commercial building that we used to own back when I first started engineering. He was an engineer and uh, he got me a job. The second or the third week I was in town, he got me a job as a tenant in his building uh, they were looking for someone, and they hired me on the spot, and that's how I learned the engineering world. Yep. So I wasn't on my floor. I was down in the engineering department not knowing what engineering was. And so I went on a couple calls with them. I was like, man, this is what you do all day? I was like, this is pretty cool. I said, yeah. I like this. And so I was like, man, I said, how can I get involved? He was like, well, let me, let me talk to my chief. I was like, all right, whatever. So a couple more weeks go by. Eight months later, I got a job <laughs> interview uh, with the same company, a different location at uh, Brookfield Properties at 610 and 290. And so I started there, 2000, and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah, it's it's 
you know, they hired me on the spot over there. I took the job and, you know, just never turned back. It's an interesting story, and I think it's it's probably similar to a lot of people that have gotten into this industry through somebody they knew. It's yep. not, yep. I would say, like very well advertised or people it's, know about it's really it. really not. You know, you know a lot of people just don't know in- yeah. engineering. You know, what is engineering? You know, so you got, because you got your civil engineers, your your uh, electrical engineers and all mm-hmm. them. So they're like, oh, you're an engineer. Like, well, hold on. No, we're stationary engineers. Yeah. Well, what is that? We're maintenance guys. We run yeah. commercial buildings. A little bit more than a maintenance guy. We're facilities, guy. <laughs> you know, and they're like, so you do this, 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 and that's what we do, Yeah, you know. Um, just like the other day, my, my, my son asked me, he goes, Dad, what do you really do? And, you know, I fix things around the house. We fix our cars, mm-hmm. you know, PMs on AC units and, you know, sheetrock repairs or lighting repair switches. We change those out, and I'm teaching him these things, and he's like, how do you know all this? <laughs> Did you go to school for this? Yeah. I'm like, well, no. I mean, we, we kind of learn on the job. It's hands-on. I mean, yeah, there's schooling for it. You know, there's yeah. the BOMI courses through BOMA and whatnot. But we had, the way we were taught up or the way I was taught up, it was just we, they threw us in the fire. Either yep. You're going to learn and get out or you're going to crash and burn and you're going to be forgotten about, right? Yep. So I'm just like, okay, well, let's do it. So he was like, well, how? Yeah, I said, do you want to do this? He was like, man, I don't know because – before where I'm at today, obviously, uh, when I was uh, positioned out in the woodlands, I mean, I was on call 24-7. So I was getting calls all night, every night. Mm-hmm. And he would sometimes I'd have to run out of the house to head to the woodlands. And he made a comment. He goes, man, I don't want to do what you do because you work all, all day, every day, yeah. even on weekends. And I said, well, that depends on the position you take. You obviously is not going to do that, son. I said, you're going to be an apprentice. You're going to grow up. They're going to teach you. But... When you get to that point, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, this then you will be doing what I'm doing. I yeah. said, but right now, you're, you're 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, come in and come out. So it just, you know, the entry, and this is the, the problem that I think, my opinion, in, in, in Houston where these commercial buildings, not a lot of people are hiring apprentices. They should hire more apprentices to bring people up. And, you know, some of them, yes, but what typically what they're doing is what I'm seeing is, they're bringing them in over from the janitorial company, the mm. porters. Okay. Because that's initially where they start, and they're the assistants to all the engineers. They yep. help them and whatnot with their everyday chores, and then we'll bring them in as light porters or painters. Yep. And then when they're not changing lights or not painting anything, that's when they help us out. They're changing motors, doing PMs, you know, working on the weekends. And that's where we're like, okay, well, let's bring this guy in. Yep. You know, because when someone gets promoted, leaves, or quits, gets fired, or whatever the case may be, we're like, okay, we got to pull from someone. Well, let's just take this guy. We've already trained him. Yep. You know, they were getting paid pennies on the dollar, so we, let's bring him in low versus advertising it. Hey, we need an entry-level position. You don't see too many companies doing that. I think they need to do more of that. I think, in, you know, it's been a, a pretty consistent topic on, on this podcast, too, has been that our industry in general is going to age out pretty soon, right? Like, yes. uh, and, and like you said, we don't have that consistent flow of new talent coming in. Yep. And so I, you know, definitely one of the things that I, I try to do is promote this industry, you know, whether it's the stationary engineers or the yep. building trades, things like that. I mean, I definitely think there's huge opportunities in, in our industry to do well and to do work that's meaningful. Right. And, and has some kind of tangible, Yep. value and benefit but is not necessarily out there and promoted very well 
No, you hit that uh, nail on the head. It, it, there's a lot of, I say, old engineers. Cause <laughs> I'm 44, so I, if you're I older was, than me. I was me, trying to say that nicely. <laughs> if you're older than me, then you're old, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have the older generation under me, and I learned a lot from those old school cats is what we call mm-hmm. them. You know, they've been there, done that. Yep. But like you said, all those people are going to retire in five years or so, so we have to bring up these younger guys. And yes. just, there's not enough young guys out there. It's all the old, older, yes. older maintenance guys. Yeah. So yeah, and it's a lot of knowledge to pass on, right? It, it is. So. And, and some of it you, you're not going to learn by going to these schools. It's got to be hands-on. Yeah. You know, you got to learn. You know, the book is going to tell you to do it this way, but, you know, there's there's a more – back door way of doing it i guess <laughs> but it, it's just got to be smart about it at the same time right but it's just they know the do's and don'ts versus what is told in the book or whatnot yeah i mean you get the theory and and yeah uh some of the the bigger picture in the classes and you know hopefully a little bit of hands-on but yeah. ultimately the on-the-job training is probably going to pick up uh, a lot of the detailed yeah. stuff. I mean, you just can't cover yep. everything in the in, in the classroom. It, it's so. it's you know I, I like the classes and I mentioned Bowmy classes. Mm-hmm. You know, a few minutes ago, uh, those are great classes. Yep, um, those are great teachers that are teaching those and they've got the knowledge. Um, but you know, for for someone to be in the trade 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to be a refresher course, and hopefully they've got them all knocked out. But it's definitely great for the the the, the, the one to four year yep. guys that's coming into this trade. It's perfect for these guys. Yep. Like I'm hiring an apprentice. Uh, my guys actually start tomorrow. My new my new outfit. He doesn't know anything about commercial buildings. So guess what? Next fall, I'm going to enroll him in that. So he in can the get, C school yep. exactly. So it's going to be perfect for him. But my senior guy that's been doing it for 35 years, it's not something for him to go unless you know he wants a refresher course or something to do. But, sure. But it's not recommended. But um, but there, there just needs to be more of that education that's out there. And like I said, there's only so much the books will teach you versus what the hands-on is. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, a lot of what I've learned has been what I would call on-the-job <laughs> training. Yep. And yep. Know, there's just no no replacement for that in, in uh, just kind of being hands-on and actually in it yeah. for, for a long time. It's going to take a while. So, um, so yep. you know, you've been in the industry for – for a while, right? I'm not going to say you're aging out anytime 20, soon. Yeah, you know. I've got uh, 20 more years at least. <laughs> but, uh, but you, you know, you've kind of moved into more, more of the senior role, like you said. So mm-hmm. where, where uh, are you now and, and what, is your, what is your role currently? So my title today is account manager. And <laughs> when I posted that on or updated my status on LinkedIn, everyone just automatically assumed I would jumped over to the vendor world. And I get it, account manager, right? Sure. How oh, those damn salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. They're like, you're my competitor now. Don't. I was like, whoa, what are you guys talking about? No, I'm still in the engineering world. So what it is is uh, Marathon Oil, you know, they built the new HQ quarters down at City Center. Mm-hmm. So they outsourced their facilities to a facilities group, um, Mace Group, and they were doing all their facilities. And so now that they got the new headquarters they're like okay mace we want you to do everything right and so they don't have an engineering department and so they were trying to restructure or reconfigure or, or do something within and they were like no you know what let's just outsource it because we're good what we're doing today versus mm-hmm. let's not reinvent the wheel 
So they took it out to bid to all the engineering accounts, Able Engineering, ABM, all these little third-party engineering companies. And GSH Group, uh, been around for 126 years, family-owned and operated. Uh, no one's heard of them, including myself and all my peers. No one's like, who is GSH Group? So first in Houston. Okay. So this is the first account. So what Marathon did is how they made the contract with Mace, the new headquarters is my home base. And part of that, my my contract is I've got three other states where I've got properties at. So I've got a total of 10 properties, and that's the account manager. I'm over the whole account. Gotcha. So as soon as we get stabilized and everybody moved into this new building, then they'll start sending me out to these other locations. I've got to go hire engineers at these other properties. And so I'll oversee all these accounts. Um I'm excited because yeah. it involves traveling, of course. Um, I'm all about traveling. Uh, I know I said earlier I'd rather drive <laughs> than fly, but, you know, I'm going to do what the job tells me to do. So, um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a good opportunity. And, you know, the guy who's my boss with GSH, he's like a national account manager, and he oversees all of the all U.S. Yeah. I mean, he's got so many accounts. Um, so there's shortage on those particular accounts. He's an engineer, but he's just like a senior account manager role. Okay. So he kind of oversees um, everybody. It's funny because he called me yesterday and he was like, hey, Jose, uh, Hawaii's needing an account manager over there. You want to go to Hawaii? And I'm like, well, so Hawaii. I said, I do have a cousin that lives over there. But uh, I said, nah, as much as I'd love to, man. I said, if I was single, no kids, when's my flight leaving? I'm all about it. Let's go to Hawaii. I said, but now I just got too many ties in Houston. You know, I've been here a little bit over 20 years, so I've got stability here, and my family's here. Got a couple cousins that live here, but everybody else is in Kansas and Arizona. So gotcha. I'm kind of in the middle between everyone. So I'm like, nah. I said, but I'll I'll ask a I'll few go people. Visit. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> but um, yeah. So that's my role here uh, with GSH Group, and um, pretty excited. Pretty excited. Yeah, that's pretty. And and like we what we kind of talked about before is that's you know, the the new headquarters building and then that plus some of these other properties is kind of a big change from where you were in being a building that was built. Uh, I think it's fair to call that an older building, uh, yes. you know, to, to now one that is brand new, packed with technology um, and kind of like this kind of changing of the guard with the, the uh, engineers, the role is changing as well, right? With, oh, yeah. with, from the older to it, the new building. So, like, what are what are some of the things that you're seeing change in uh, the role of the engineer with the new building? So, I, I spent most of my career at San Felipe Plaza. Loved it. You know, lived there. Knew that building inside out. You know, it was built in '84. Um, of course, the, the the budget that we had with the, the several different owners that went through there. I mean, I want to say it was an unlimited budget because we pretty much got whatever we wanted. We upgraded all the equipment and added all this stuff, so that building could literally run by itself. So, I was I was slowly adapting to the n- new technology, right? Well, then when I left there to go to the Woodlands, I had a somewhat newer building and a bunch of older buildings. But to cross-reference what I got now to the older one, I was at another property where the building was 45 years old. Yeah. And you know, it, it's not that they didn't want to spend money; it's just an old building. Yeah. And Everything's pneumatics, air system. 
all the equipment's old, and my guys were just so frustrated because everything was just falling apart, right? <laughs> and, and you know, we we did put everything in the budget to start replacing stuff and fix things, but, you know, it's just, it was going to take 10, 15, 20 years to get everything up to where yep. I'm at today, obviously. Um, so those older buildings obviously were mechanics because we're always working on something. We're always yep. fixing things. Stuff, it just never failed. There was always something going on every day of the week, seven days of the week. I believe that. Um, so coming from there to where I'm at today, this is a 2021 building. I mean, no more pneumatics, obviously. And, and, and granted, some of the buildings are DDC controls today, right? The, the owners are spending the money to upgrade and yep. replace everything. But the the way they designed this building, I mean, I, I'm surprised, you know, we're not going to do Toby tours or whatnot in this building to, to, to compete is because it's privately owned right it's not a multi-tenant building so yep. we don't want people coming in to oh this is what you guys are doing no it, it, it's privately owned marathon's gonna keep everything to themselves so i don't think we're gonna get put on the list but again the technology you know i was just mentioning i saw your dad in the lobby the, the new elevator systems uh we were just in training today where I don't want to put the elevator company on blast, but <laughs> it's the first, we are the first in Houston to have this app to where everything's touchless. Yep. We, as the, the tenants in the building and the ownership, you walk around with your cell phone with the app and, and there's beacons everywhere and, and Wi-Fi devices and it's all cellular controlled. And as long as you got signal on your phone, you're going to have signal, but it recognizes you as yep. Jose you, this is your number, so it'll say, okay, you're in the low rise. The app will tell you you're in the low rise. What floor would you like to go to? So they're destination elevators, Yep. and they do have the touchscreens on the panel, so when visitors come, they push what floor they go to. But us as owners, Walk third floor, panel. oh, go to elevator A, and you wait. It comes down, takes you up to elevator three. It's like, and so we're all <laughs> sitting in this training because we did an orientation, you know, about 30 minutes of videos, and they're explaining everything to us. And we're all looking at each other like, what the heck did we got? I mean, Marathon spent some money in this building, and it's it's some great, awesome technology, man. It's it's I'm very excited. My guys are going to be excited. Like I said, I've got an older gentleman that's coming in that hasn't been exposed to the new technology, if yep. you will. So it's going to be challenging for him, of course. But I do have this other guy that's been, you know, in a trade, you know, about 10 years, and he's a young kid, and he loves the technology. Yep. So that's why I chose him, because it's going to be real easy for him. And he's going to get on board like that, and he's going to be my tech guy. Hey, go fix that. I'll just take your – so when they're doing temperature calls, they just take their iPad, and mm. they, all the zones are going to be right here, so they'll know exactly where it's going to go. And mind you, it's it's, it's dual – how are they calling it? It's a dual fire – or dual supply air handler. Don't know the proper terminology, so forgive me on that. But you got an up fire discharge and a down fire because it's a subfloor system. Interesting. So you got under the floor vents that are coming up. So you're sitting at your mm -hmm. desk and you have a vent on the floor. So you got yep. your discharge coming out of there. And then all the exteriors is just for the heating along the windows. Hmm. So it's a dual firing air handler system. Interesting. Never seen that myself. So that I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And it just, I mean, the list goes on and on with all this technology. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm super excited. All the sensors and gadgets that are on the automation system, you know, it, 
one person's going to hold a device and we'll be able to run the whole building just yep. off your phone. It's, it's, it's going to be incredible. Super excited. You know, I think it, stories like that and that level of technology getting into the new buildings will help draw in the new the new talent, right? Oh, yeah, the younger absolutely. generation, right? Absolutely. Because, you yeah. know, you take them into an old building and they're looking around they're like, this might as well be the Smithsonian, right? You're talking about pneumatic controls yeah. and all everything being mechanical, maybe not that sexy or exciting, but you start talking about, man, I can run this entire building from my yeah. phone wherever I'm at. Yep. And that level of technology, that's, that's pretty slick. And I think that hopefully will grab the younger generation that's attention. exactly yeah. exactly right because yeah. i mean like we said it's a huge opportunity to get into this industry yeah. and and uh, to do stuff like that so you know day-to-day for people that maybe aren't familiar with um kind of the role of the the stationary engineer the facility mm-hmm. manager like we talked about you know what do you feel like are, are kind of your top responsibilities that 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 you take care of in the building uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, number one on the list, you got to be mechanical, mechanically inclined, right? Um, especially with the younger kids coming up. I'm going to use my son for an example. Um, you know, I taught him to work on his own cars, right? So now he's already got that upper edge on everyone else to where he's taken his car completely apart. So now he's mechanically inclined. Mm-hmm. So that's the number one thing that you know we obviously look for, and in, in, in just the. The, the guy being hungry f- to learn for knowledge that wants to do it versus those that just come in and punch a clock and leave. You know, there's a lot of those guys still out there. They're in it just for the paycheck. And you know what? Some companies are okay with that because they have the place sitters and they're just going to sit there and do whatever they need to do just to move on. But you have those, the 10 the year guys that come in and want to change things yep. and advance it and move it up to DDC controls, new mechanical or air handlers, um, just technology that this younger generation wants. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what, you know, what I'm getting at is where if these guys focus on that and they come in and do these interviews, like you are saying, these older buildings, they're going to lose those guys. They're going to come to the interviews that we have, like the marathon buildings or some of the newer buildings that are coming up. Versus if they start here today and then try to go to the older buildings, they're just going to, they're going to, you know. Now, the stepping stone of learning, they should learn there, right? I'm going to contradict myself. They should learn there first. <laughs> well, you got to understand And then the bring them over right? here. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, not everything's all kosher. You know, hey, just give me a brand new building. Because like the rookie that I'm, I'm, I'm bringing on board, yeah, he's we're going to teach him in this environment, the new technology. But what is he really going to learn as far as on the mechanical side? Because everything's going to run itself and everything's going to be electronically done, there's not a whole lot of mechanical stuff that he's going to learn, right? It's a small building, yes, but, I mean, it's, it's you're not going to please everyone. Some sure. people want the brand-new buildings. Some people want the old-school buildings. Yeah. Uh, like when I started at Brook Hollow, um, there was an engineer there. <laughs> I always kept teasing him because as long as I've been alive, that's how many years he was an engineer. You know, that's how much older he was than me, right? And he kept getting passed up as an assistant chief or chief because he didn't want that role. Mm. He just wanted to be out there being the mechanic and going yep. out there and working on the buildings. That's all he ever wanted to do. And he retired some years ago, and that's all he ever was. He was never – because, and, and I'm not going to say your name, sir, but uh, <laughs> when he, t- when he uh, types, he was typing like this, right? And that's why he wants to be a mechanic. You know, would he be good as a, in, a chief engineer because you got to do an expel, Excel spreadsheets and whatnot? Probably not. Could he do it? Yes, but it would take him a long time. Sure. So. 
but you know um it's just it's different from you know it just depends you know it's it's a hit and miss when the industry where what people want and it's getting slim pickings out there to bring these guys up and you know it's just i don't know what we're going to do 10 years from now <laughs> you know there's, there's going to be a big shortage of engineers yeah. there really is yeah i you know i'm I'm hopeful that the younger generation steps up and uh, I, you know I hope takes so. takes on a lot of the the building trades like we've talked about. But <laughs> right, it, it is interesting though. You talk about you know moving up from that mechanic role, even even if you started lower at that uh, that kind of porter role, and then you move it up mm-hmm. more into the management side that you're getting to to kind of move more into some of the business side of the building, right? The, right. the budgeting, mm-hmm. working with the property management, the tenants, things like that. So there's a lot more to the the job than just you know changing light bulbs or you know getting the ac back on or whatever it is that people may the kind of that'd be maybe when they actually interact with yeah. <laughs> the engineers the most right is when yeah. stuff goes wrong they're not seeing everything else that's going on day to day to, to oh kind of yeah keep things it, rolling. It, it's uh the management role it's it, it's changed a lot you know when i was the assistant chief at you know brookfield or brookfield uh brook hollow mm-hmm. um i was out there working you okay. know i was i was hands-on yep yeah, I was the title. I did have the assistant chief title, but it was, and, and then you know, further down the road, it turned in. Okay, you're not wearing a uniform anymore. You're wearing slacks and a polo shirt, and you're going to sit in the management office. So now you're learning the management role, yep. the true manager of managing your budget, your checkbook, spending money, monthly expenses. You know, just making sure everything's falling into place and getting everyone what they need to do and. You know, it's 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 different today than it was back then where, you know, it was almost the director of engineering was the only one in the management role. You know, the chief and assistant chiefs were out there working, but it's not like that today. It's yep. it's when you get those titles, you, you're a real manager sure. today. And, it you know, it, it's some good things because now you're just learning the whole area of, of property management. And at the end of the day, to be honest with you, um, as a chief engineer today, the stuff that we're learning you could easily jump into a property manager role. That's cool. The assistant property management up to property manager. You know, I've had a few property managers in my career where they weren't engineers in their past history, but the connections that they had, um, they learned engineering just because how the chief and the Mm -hmm. property manager had that connection. So they knew what we knew, and so it just made that much more easier when we go to them and say, hey, I need to change out this pump. Which one? Oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. He knew what it was about, he or she, right? But then you have your other ones that are just getting forced into those positions, which I've had a couple of those too. Um, they really didn't know. And so it was like sitting in there for 30 minutes explaining why we need the pump and why it costs this much. And, and now you're wasting time versus, you know, the ones that have that relationship versus the ones that don't have that relationship. So it's 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 a it's more I don't want to say it's more challenging today. It's just you're getting more knowledge as sure. an actual manager. Yeah, and I, I mean that that relationship with the property yeah. management side is is definitely important, uh, especially if they're uh, holding the the purse strings. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes your life easier when when yeah. when your manager is on your side. You guys are seeing eye to eye, and um, when, uh, when you know whether it's third party or building or management owned or whatever, it just makes it that much easier to do your job on sure. a day to day basis. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So the the other thing that I that I really like about kind of the the stationary engineering in call it community really is the how you know there's guys from that work in different buildings maybe work for different companies but still kind of come together help each other out 
and you know especially through uh acoe and and those chapter meetings kind of sharing best practices things like that so can you talk a little bit about acoe and and how you're involved man acoe I've been involved 12 plus years. I've been on the board. And that it's the Association of Chief Operating Engineers. So, so yes. So started back in 1952. I always try to, I always uh, bring that question up at some of the meetings. (laughs) Does anyone know when the ACOE started? So, yeah. So the founders back in 1952, they created this little group and it was only chief engineers. That's it. Just chiefs. And then I'm not sure which year because so many years have passed, but they just opened it up to all the engineers. It's and probably a down budget year. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can get some more uh, dues. <laughs> right? But when I got involved, I was, uh, it's back when it was downtown at the Brookfield Properties, the shops uh, downtown. I think it was four Houston Center or two Houston Center, one of them centers, mm-hmm. but it's the shops. And it was, um, oh man, I forgot the name of that bar that was right there. But they had a big room, and that's where everyone went and met. And, you know, Danny Rodriguez is the one that initially invited me to come. And I'm like, okay. I said, I'll come check it out and see what it's about. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, they're doing their spill. They they have a vendor that comes in, and they they have about 20 minutes of the floor. And they d- discuss what they do and why they do it and why it's good for us. And it's not a sales pitch, by all means. It's just more of an informational deal. Sure. And if you're interested, of course, you guys connect afterwards. Um, and they fed us, and we sat there and networked. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. So I went to the next month, same thing. And I was like, okay, I, I, I like this because now I'm I'm figuring out who all the players are, who all the vendors are across the city because we bring in all the vendors, mm-hmm. whoever wants to join, engineers from all property management, and we bring everybody together, and we network. 300, 350 members, I wow. think is what we got on the books today. And um, and it's it, it seems like every month we're bringing on new vendors um, just because they're hearing. But, but there's no advertising we're doing. It's just all by word of mouth. Sure. And so everyone's coming. And, you know, we give the vendor, if it's your first time, we give the vendor a freebie to come and check us out, Right. If you like it, then you could become a member. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Yep. Nice to meet you. See you when we see you. But that hasn't been the case. Yeah. They're like, man, we want to be, where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. Where do I sign up? And it's been at several different locations since um, I started, you know, 12 plus years ago. Uh, went from downtown to that bar, went to the Whitehall. Well, it was Crown Plaza. Then it went to Whitehall. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it, it they were overpricing, so we ventured out to find somewhere <laughs> else, and that's why we ended up at the Cadillac Bar, yep. I-10 and I-10 uh, in Shepherd, because um, they just charge us for the food. Yeah, you know, it's real, real it's cheap. A great setup. It's easy in, easy out for everyone right there off of I-10, and so the whole point of ACOE obviously is to get everyone together so we can network and talk about what's going on. And we have a few councils. You know, Jack Hollis with JLL has done real great with the CIC reports for us and what he's learning from downtown and, and from the city and he's bringing mm-hmm. it to us um we got a a retired ernest chandler who, who does the welfare report for us so if there's a fallen engineer or someone's sick or whatever the case may be he always you know especially if one gets put in the hospital or whatnot for whatever case like during covid mm-hmm. you know acoe would send bibles to the room or flowers and he was in charge of that that's cool um so that was that was a real cool committee for him to do and um 
And then, of course, we have uh, events throughout the years. Um, matter of fact, the next, next one's coming up here in a couple of weeks. We're doing our golf event, which is completely sold out. So thanks to you it's vendors. A, that's a great uh, event. We yes. are 100% sold out. But all the money that comes in, um, that's the, the funds that we use to send engineers to the C-Schools. Yep. So there's – I mean, I didn't realize how many property management companies were out there that didn't pay for that to educate their engineers. That just blows my mind that you don't want to send your guys or you're making them pay for it. Man, that should be a company expense to educate their people. Like a tuition reimbursement. Type so program, they sure. weren't even doing that. You know, it, it even got to the point where, look, I'll pay for it. If I pass, then pay me back. Mm -hmm. If I fail, then I'll pay for the next one again. So I pass, then you reimburse me. But that wasn't even the case. So we would get a letter from their manager saying we're not paying, whatever. And I was like, okay. So we again, we use our money and we'll pay for scholarships for we'll send these guys. You know, those are nine hundred dollars yep. first time around, and then seven fifty after that. And I remember one year, it was probably about five years ago, maybe four, five, six years ago, we had eighteen. I think it was eight, sixteen to eighteen engineers that we sent. That's awesome. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, obviously because of COVID, nobody was really doing anything, but think we've paid two or three for this semester uh, already but uh i mean it, it's 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 great great and, and i'm getting phone calls because a lot of these companies that are coming in have their accounts in dallas and san antonio and austin and they're reaching out they're like hey where is acue in here now obviously austin has a fame great organization okay it's it's acue times 100 i mean it's they've got vendors on the committees and, and boards, uh, property managers. I mean, they hmm. get everyone involved out there. It's it's massive. Wow. San Antonio has theirs. I don't know what Dallas does, uh, but um, – We're not worried about Dallas. Yeah, no, <laughs> but we're just here locally in Houston, and it's working. Um, a matter of fact, uh, the last year uh, – two years – or see, we're 21, so 20. Yeah, last year is supposed to have been my last year, but I got revoted back in. Because uh, I've already gone through all six positions of the board. You're doing them for two years straight. Uh, so you can learn mm -hmm. what the ACOE does. And then at the end of my presidency, they were like, no, Jose, we want you to come back on. I got voted back on. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll help you guys out. Well, that was the goal, right, to help, mm -hmm. to assist, to help these other guys take over. But it's still, I'm not, I don't want to, you know, pat my own back, but <laughs> I'm, I'm doing almost all the work. Um the president's been out because, you know, his family, you know, his his wife is in the uh, doctor world. And so he obviously is getting the front hand of the COVID that what we don't know. So he's more fearful than most of us are. Sure. So I get that. Hey, totally respect it. Um, but like I saying, this thing in November is where we're going to nominate new board members and we'll vote in December and then January the new board takes over. So. We have a third-party company that's going to do all the voting processes. Oh, wow. So, you know, because back in the day, <laughs> let me show you, way back in the day, <laughs> it was all handwritten on a piece of paper, right, to vote who we want to mm -hmm. be what. And and then the committee will count them, okay, 10, this guy, 10, all that's over with all the technology that we're talking about. There we go. So a third-party company handles it, manages it. So I'm, No, I'm, no I'm, ballot harvesting. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> God, right? No. So, no, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, ACOE is really uh, – it's funny because, you know, I'm out. <laughs> I told my wife the other day, uh, we were walking in the Katie Mills Mall, and some guy, you know, obviously I recognized him, but I couldn't remember what company he worked for. 
he was like, hey, ACOE. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, what's going on, man? It's funny. They recognize me as just ACOE and not Jose, right? <laughs> it's like, my name's Jose. Thank you. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like ACOE celebrity, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, no, it's going in a good, great direction. Uh, it does a lot, a lot of happy vendors that are coming to every single event, every meeting. I mean, you guys step up, and you guys uh, sponsor pretty much everything that we have mm-hmm. and what we're doing. So, again, appreciate you and everyone else out there. And, you know, without you guys, ACOE wouldn't be here. So you guys are keeping us afloat. So thank you. Well, absolutely. And it's a great organization, like I said. And, it, you know, it feels a lot like a, a community and, and uh, a lot of good friends there. And we definitely have a good time at the events. Yes. And when we have the opportunity to, to present, we, we definitely appreciate that and enjoy that and uh, mm-hmm. definitely enjoy the golf tournament that's always a fun event uh absolutely <laughs> but yep. uh but yeah i mean it's a you know i think it's a great organization that's kind of pushing the the trade forward and and uh, you know giving everybody an opportunity to network like you said and then hopefully take on the new technology and uh support yep. the c school so we we also do a, a scholarship on the ski, the c school as well yeah 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 yep 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 and it, it's great for, you know, uh, uh, getting some of these engineers positioned around the city as well because a lot of vendors are like, oh, hold on, let me reach out to our connections with ACOE. And mm-hmm. I get a lot of phone calls where like, hey, man, uh, I need an engineer. I say, oh, man, I know three of them, so I'll send three resumes over. So I kind of <laughs> kind of feel like a staffing agency <laughs> as well. But, no, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it, 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 it brings everyone together, like we just mentioned, and – Everyone knows that the community that we're in, it's, it's, we're all family, you know, we're not just hanging out, you know, drinking a couple of beers or whatever. It's, it's, we really have a lot of good conversations and a lot of information is being told at some of these, uh, meetings that we're having. And, you know, it's, it's good stuff all around for the whole city. Yes. Absolutely. So if you, you know, if you're, if we're talking about or thinking about these, uh, these newbies, these next generation, what what advice would you have for them kind of coming into to this industry to be successful pay attention to what you get taught um keep an open mind because we're just getting started on technology i mean it's there right mm-hmm. but we're not seeing all of it um it, it's funny cuz you know just like the electric cars you know it's been there for years but they're just barely coming out yeah and you look at it, like a nest thermostat that's been around it, forever and that yep. sort of technology the internet of things is slowly coming into the commercial market yeah a lot of and a lot of people are scared of it they're scared of the technology you know some people are still don't know how to manage an iphone you know they're they're like i don't want this i want the flip phones back right but now it's just if if these young guys just learn from their peers you know we tell you things not to tell you what to do but we because the knowledge that we have and we're sharing this with you just you know, there's some guys, you know, I'm going to call an engineer that used to work for me, Jose Martinez. He's with Parkway Properties today. He started a couple years after I did. That guy, i tell you, of all the engineers I worked with, and it's not been a whole lot because I haven't been jumping ship to ship, but the engineers that I worked with, that guy there, if he is like a sponge. You tell him information, you, you, you have him watch a video or whatever, he just soaks all that information in. And it, it stays there. Yep. You know, some guys, okay, you'll teach him today and he'll ask questions tomorrow because he forgot about it, right? But that guy there, man, it's just, 
And that's I would. That's what I would tell the younger guys. Be just, the sponge. Just, just be the sponge, so yep. you could absorb all that information, so where you could use it when you get put out into the world. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's great advice. I mean, there's definitely going to be a steep learning curve uh, <laughs> for for the the new generation. And it's there. always changing. It's yep. always changing. Always changing. But that's one of the exciting things for me. I mean, right? Like, no no day at work is ever the same. You might exactly. be going to the same building or dealing with the same equipment like we yep. do, but yep. but no day is ever the same. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. And that's and that's what, and for me personally, that's why I like what I do because it's always something different. Yep. You know, you go to McDonald's and make burgers all day long. I mean, that's boring. That 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 get bored. You know, I want to you know like the older buildings refer back to the older ones, the thirty forty year old, e- even newer buildings. You know, something's going to be different every day. And and that's why I think some maybe some of these people or why they like this career because they're going to never be bored. Nope. They will not be bored of their career or what they do. So it's it's always just something's always going on. You're always going to be learning and and you learn something new every day. Yep. Something excuse me, something comes up and you're going to learn something new every single day. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's what I love about this trading. Absolutely. So what about if uh anybody was interested in ACOE, what's the best way to get involved? So Again, you know, I, I get all those emails that come in. Hey, how do I get involved? Well, first, come and check us out. Because I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll send emails to them, just kind of get a layout of what ACOE does and why we're mm-hmm. here. But most of the time, I say, you just need to come see for yourself. Yep. This is when our next meeting is. You come free as a guest. Bring your coworker, bring your boss, or whoever you want to bring. Just come as a guest. See what we do. And then I'll follow up the next day. And I say, hey, so what would you think? Yeah. They're like, man, this is this is where I need to be. This is my market. You know, Boma has their property management. You know, Iron mm-hmm. has their people. IFMA has their people. Um, and most of our vendors go to all those. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I, I'm not here to say who's better than whoever, but you know, th- after we give that free initial first meeting, they always come back. Sure. It's just, I mean, the the, the meeting speaks for itself. Sure. Right. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it's great because what we do as a paid member, you come on board, and, and I'm probably going to get a lot of phone calls after someone <laughs> sees this. I didn't know that. Where is it? But if you are a paid member, you will get a list, the, the spreadsheet of all of our members, because you're a paid member. That's part of the dues. Gotcha. You will, I will the email you the list. Yeah. You'll get the directory. I mean, we're not hiding anything. Yeah. Right? So... You'll get the list of all the engineers that have come on board. Um, so there you go, vendors. <laughs> You're welcome. And if you don't have it, just let me know and I'll send it to you. But uh, yeah, they they just and and all the I mean, you can go to the ACOE Houston website. Everything's there. It, right? It'll it'll yes. Well, there is a directory of all the vendors, um, and there's a lot of them that's been there for years. Because um, everyone just renews their membership, they want to come back. Um, and there's even some that we've we've put your your company information on our web page at the front um, to advertise a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the advertising and networking, it, it works perfect for everyone. Absolutely. I agree. So any any final thoughts or comments on GSH or ACOE, any, any, <coughs> any of the topics that we've covered today? Man, I'm I'm excited that GSH Group is now in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of um, third-party companies that are out there. I've worked with another group, um, 
So they're pretty much all the same, but GSH, is, like I said, they've been around for a long, long time, um, first in Houston, so I'm pretty excited to see what's next for GSH. Yep. Um, just because they're starting to pick up contracts. Um, and as far as ACOE, uh, I'm, I'm going to bleed ACOE, yeah. right? And, you know, I, I will be sad, and I hope someone throws me a retirement party <laughs> if I get voted <laughs> off and someone, you know, the younger generation will come up mm -hmm. and – but I, I'm always going to be part of it. I mean, that's sure. what I do, and that's half the city probably only knows me from ACOE. So, you know, if I do get voted off this year, it's not that I'm going to be gone. I mean, I'll still come to the meetings and whatnot, and I'm still going to help out the current board that will take over in 22. Um, but, you know, if you're not involved, I'd say definitely get involved. It's definitely a good uh, networking event for, for everyone, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we like I said, we've been supporting – uh, ACOE for, for a while and definitely enjoy the meeting. So we appreciate everything yeah. you've done on the board there and uh, looking forward to supporting you at JSH as well. We have uh, some equipment over there yeah, at uh, absolutely. your new building. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be uh, looking forward to working with you there. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> Jose, it was great talking with you today. I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, always, always great chatting with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Yes, sir. Been a pleasure. Awesome. Well, also want to thank all of you for watching and listening today, and we hope to see you on the next episode of Building Value.